Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Hope you enjoyed the holiday weekend. This is a Monday edition of the Lombardi Line, presented as always by BetMGM, Stormy Bonatoni, and Michael Lombardi with you here today. I, I did have one final thought, Michael, to carry over from our one on the hot dog eating contest because I know it's our most important content of the next 24 hours, clearly. <laughs> um, with you saying that you thought that, like you were wondering about how many of our VEASAN host Matt Humans could, could do in a 10-minute span. Last year, I proposed to our bosses that I would do a hot dog eating contest on air. Of course, it would not be for 10 minutes, but we'd see how many I could do in like two minutes or something. We were going to get Ryan um, from behind the scenes who does a a lot of our voice promos, get him to kind of play by play it. But evidently, another one of our hosts at one point here on the network um, was doing some sort of a similar thing, choked on food. And so now the hot dog eating contest idea is just not allowed whatsoever. And I was sad. I really thought that that was a moment that I could thrive on our network, Michael. Well, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with with VEASAN, right? So VEASAN, we used to always be at the South Point. And that woman who owns the hot dog cart there, you know, it just makes the smell of the South Point uh, just so good. And, you know, it would have been a natural to have a hot dog contest, but I could understand the liability that goes with that. And joking is not something we want to do. My only point uh, about Maddie is I always look forward to Matty Eumann's, uh his fast food survey that he does every year, the oh, ones yeah. that he puts together. And, and not that I'm a fast food expert. The only time I really ever eat fast food is when Millie and I, we drove across the country to come to Vegas or drive back uh, because you're forced to stop. It, you know, you can only stop along the highway, at least for lunch, that is. So, you know, I don't know my fast foods like Maddie does. I'll be anxious to see. He does not have a hot dog chain in his in his top fast food places, though. No wiener schnitzel has made the cut, evidently, for, for humans' yeah. fast food rankings. Those should be coming out, I, th- I think, relatively soon. I think he does it in August, doesn't he? I mean, he's probably working on it now. I, I mean, he's probably working on it. Yeah, I think so. We always go back and forth every year because I tell him that Bojangles needs to be ranked higher. I don't know if you've ever had Bojangles before. I've had Bojangles, yeah. Oh. I mean, their biscuits are good. You can't Chef's beat them, yeah. Miss. The Cajun filet chicken biscuit dynamite cannot be topped. But um, yeah, they're not. They're hard. They're not easy to find along here. You know, yeah, it's, some a, of it's them. an East Coast Southern type of a chain, but it's really good. Get me some dirty rice if you're doing breakfast. Get me some bow rounds, whatever. I love it. Is that um, your go-to? Is that your go-to fast that is, food? That is my favorite fast food chain. Whenever I am on a flight to the East Coast in North Carolina or any of those surrounding states, that is my. Even if I'm just in the airport for a layover, I will find a way to find the Bojangles in the airport. That's just how I live here. Also, did want to give a quick, on a more serious note, update here. Venus Williams took a bit of a spill on the tennis court at Wimbledon oh in her boy. first round match. Looked like her her knee, something might have happened with her right knee, which she already has um, a brace or a pad on. But she is back on the court right now, so hopefully she's okay. But uh, after all of our Serena Williams comparison with Mickey Sudo, right at that moment, Venus Williams suffers an injury to her knee. So hopefully 
she's all right to get through here in this one. It is time, Michael. We've been doing this pretty often lately because this offseason is a little bit slower for what's on Michael's mind. And if there are betting components to it as well, we'll we'll dive into that. But what's on your mind today on this Monday after free agency in the NBA began on Friday? You know, so I was going through it, and I was trying to play with the trade machine at ESPN and then look at Portland and really kind of study it from Portland's standpoint. And I do hear these this commentary that, you know, Portland wants to do the right thing and make it – you know, make Dame happy, but I don't buy it. I, I think when you're dealing your star player, you have to get things back that matter. I mean, the 76ers traded Charles Barkley for Jeff Hornacek and a bunch of other guys. I mean, Tim Perry. I mean, they ended up getting nothing back. And so for Portland, if you're going to really turn your franchise around, you've got to maximize this. And I think it's going to require teams that have that asset capital in draft picks. Mm -hmm. especially one of those draft picks that isn't lottery protected. I mean, getting Miami's two first-round picks, what does that do for them? Especially if they're in current years where Miami's going to be picking at the bottom of the front. Does that really improve your team? Because remember, Stormy, draft picks become players, Mm -hmm. right? So when we're done tallying up what everything was given up for Deshaun Watson, there's going to be fill-in-the-blanks on the names of those draft picks. Is it worth it? And I think, to me, Portland has to really dig their heels in. He wants to get traded. We will accommodate him. But if they limit themselves to the Miami Heat because that's where he wants to go, then they're going to make a bad deal. Now, Bradley Beal could do that because he had the trade exemption. But because they don't, I think, to me, Portland has a better chance of making a better deal if they don't go to Miami or if they include Miami in it on a three-way deal and if they get somebody else involved. So I would be really, and looking at the odds, I wouldn't be as quick to bet Miami as everybody seems to, only because Miami's asset pool isn't good enough right now. And Miami has been bet, Michael. They were 16-1. to 1. I've seen them now 7-1, to 8-1, to 1, depending on the spot, um, with people buying in on the belief that they're going to get it worked out and that Damian Lillard will make his way to Miami. Yeah. That's where he wants to go, but not necessarily what's going to be the best for Portland, who's letting him right. go. And that whole situation was really interesting because – you have Portland brass saying all of the right things that we we wanted Dame here. This is what we've wanted all along, but he requested a trade. Well, you kind of forced his hand to an extent as well, picking Scoot Henderson number three overall, knowing how vocal Damian Lillard had been about saying he doesn't want to, you know, have a start over situation with a young core. If you're going to get somebody, bring in a veteran presence, somebody for me to play with, trade that draft pick or do something else. And they go and get Scoot Henderson. They're going to have a a young core trying to build up and figure things out. And that is exactly why, as you said, they are going to want draft picks. They're going to need more things to help that build up. So other teams' names that I have heard, I know that Brooklyn was a team that was on his mind again as a consideration. They might have more to offer, the 76ers, even the San Antonio Spurs. Also a late add to the party. I don't know if you heard about this over the weekend, but Utah also potentially yeah. in the mix there. There you go. Well, they, they have to be in the mix. They have so many assets, right? And and Brian Wienerhorst from the Worldwide Leader reported today that, that you know, Miami is the same thing that I'm saying. Miami doesn't have enough assets. Like, Look, if they didn't trade this, the third pick overall, Scoot Henderson, for a veteran player, that tells you they're going to measure twice and cut once. They're not going to just jump on the first player they can to accommodate Dame. I mean, could they have traded that third pick for a veteran? I'm sure they probably have many offers that they turned down. But they've got to get a package. They've got to get a really good package, and they've got to go to a team like Utah that has a lot of first-round picks or – Oklahoma City that has. I mean, Philadelphia doesn't have anything. Philadelphia, the Wheathorst is reporting again today that Philly has made it clear to teams they're not trading Tyrese Maxey, mm-hmm. even though they're not redoing his contract. Now, the reason they're not redoing his deal is because it helps them in cap. So put that aside. So you can't connect dots there. They're not redoing his deal to make a trade. They're not redoing his deal because of the cap implications that go on, and it carries more cap room for them by not doing it. So... I think to me, you've got to do what's best for your team. And, and San Antonio has a ton of picks, right? And, and and Utah has a ton of picks. And if you're going to maximize this, you've got to get some form of 
unprotected picks. Like, who gets protected picks anymore? Think about this, Stormy. The 76ers traded two first-round picks for Ben Simmons. They're, they're, I think they're top eight protected. And if the Sixers don't fall in that top eight, they become second-round picks. So basically you're giving away picks for nothing, especially if you keep winning. With the 76ers, because um, obviously I know you follow that team so closely, there was the report from Adrian Wojnarowski yesterday that it's becoming more and more conceivable that James Harden does return to the Sixers. I know you brought that up yesterday. I said I personally didn't see it. I hope that it doesn't happen, that the 76ers and Daryl Morey should finally move on from James Harden. But doesn't shock you any to hear that report, I'm sure. No, because I think they, they realize that they, look, they're trapped. It's checkmate for them. They're trapped. If they trade Harden for a less package, somebody like me and some other 76er fans are going to tally up what they ended up, the moves that Maury has made since he's been there, and it's not going to be a very pretty list. This team three years ago, four years, went from having this incredible amount of cap room to having a ball bounce around the rim that just went in when Kawhi Leonard made the shot to being in cap hell and now having no assets. I mean, this is a team that had the world going for them. They could have had Mikel Bridges on this team. They could have had, you know, they 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 actually could, could have had Jason Tatum on this team. Think about that, right? They have the first they have the third pick and Danny Age bribes them into getting the first pick because he's convinced they won't take Tatum. Yeah, and I know you don't even so, like hearing the name Jimmy Butler as it pertains to the 76ers. Oh, they just gave him away because they didn't want to upset Ben Simmons. They didn't want to upset Ben. They wanted to make Ben happy. See, where does that get you? That's what I don't understand. Making the player, I don't care that there's only 15 guys on the team. We're talking about a business here. We're talking about protecting the franchise. One of the jobs a general manager has in the league is to protect the franchise. Now, you could say Les Snead didn't do that, and he hasn't. But they won a title, so he gets a pass. But let's just say the Rams didn't win a title. Les Snead probably wouldn't have a job right now. Well, that's why this is my thing with Daryl Morey. If your job is to protect the franchise, but he's connected forever to James Harden, and he can't let it go, even no, when he's, he's not the best person it, for the franchise. Stormy, he's connected to every Houston Rockets. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who plays one album all the time. He's like, he plays Frampton Comes Alive all the time. Like, like get some new music, Daryl. He signed <laughs> Patrick Beverly the other day. Like, put something else on the, on the turntable here. You can like, look, I play Springsteen all the time, but he's got 17,000 songs you could play. I could play 10 songs on Springsteen nobody's ever heard of. Say, like, seriously, like, get a new album out. They say play the hits, but you can only have so many hits as well, right? Like, some of them start getting tired. Some of them start getting old. You don't want to I mean, when he signed Beverly, I lost it. I was like, does he know any other player who didn't play in Houston? Seriously. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. When we come back, consider it, book it, or drop it. We're looking at blind resumes for four NFL MVP candidates and whether or not they're worth our time in 2023. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Still to come here on the Lombardi line in just a little bit. We will be joined by VSIN lead NFL analyst Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, get his opinion on some of the young wideouts in the league, as well as the situation with DeAndre Hopkins in free agency. But for now, Michael, we're going to look at some quarterbacks. Time for consider it, book it, or drop it NFL MVP edition. So our handy dandy producer, Dan, has put together a few blind resumes. I'll give you the stats, a couple nuggets about this player. See who, if you can figure out who it is, and then we'll look at the odds and see if they're worth a bet or not. We're going to start what I, we're going to start easy. We're going to start easy. Last right. year, Michael, this player threw for 4,475 yards, 35 touchdowns, and 12 picks. While he's considered one of the top quarterbacks in the league, he has admitted somebody else is the best. Hopefully these two have a rivalry, though, for years to come. Also, fun fact, he learned to play the guitar but only knows one song. He's, a, so. he's like Daryl Morey. He's like Daryl Morey. Is he, thought, you talking about Daryl Morey now? I thought that was a great tie-in. All right. Who do you think this MVP candidate is? It's Joe Burrow. Uh, it's Joe Burrow because he conceded the, the title to Patrick Mahomes. But for me, you know, look, I think Burrow is going to have a great season. I don't think this contract's going to affect him. I fully expect the Bengals to sign him. They know they have to sign him, and they will. And I think Burrow's the perfect kind of kid for Cincinnati in the sense that he knows he needs a really good supporting class. He knows he needs needs Higgins. He needs Chase to be as effective as he possibly can. And Orlando Brown at tackle and Jonah Williams. So I expect him to have a really good season, Stormy. At plus 650 odds on the odds board, I know when we talk about the MVP market a lot, you say that, hey, narrow down the field, pick a few guys, spread your money around, because even if you do that, you're still going to be profitable. Would he be somebody this year that you would want to put in that category? Right. You would be because, I mean, you're only guaranteed. So my concept is take $500. Invest that. If Burrow hits, you win 150. Not a great payday for waiting seven months for your money, but it's still profits, right? But you know you got to cover yourself too. You don't want to ignore. This is allows you to take the favorites, which typically cash, and then take a couple long shots that maybe won't cash. And so you you got to kind of play it down the middle. But Burrow would be somebody that I would definitely have in my five. The uh, song, the lone song that he knows on the guitar, Tom Petty's Free Fallen. Just fun fact Love that. there for you. Love that. There Let's you go. go. That's a great one. <laughs> Love Tom Petty. I just finished a book on Tom you Petty. Did. Fascinating guy. Yes. Warren Zanes, the man who wrote uh, the book about Bruce Springsteen's uh, Nebraska, uh, straight out of nowhere. He also crafted a yeah. biography on Tom Petty. Fascinating man. Unfortunately, died 
uh, too young out in Malibu, but, uh, you know, great. I didn't realize before I started the bookstore, he's from Florida. And today the University of Florida announced that they're going to revamp their stadium. They're going to put almost a half a billion dollars into making uh, that field, uh, that stadium uh, more fan-friendly, awesome. if you will. Awesome. Love to hear that. They, and they play Petty at that stadium all I, the time. I bet they do. Who doesn't love a little Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Play All-American Girl. Let's go to player two here on our list. Last year. This quarterback threw for 4,113 yards, 25 touchdowns, and just eight picks en route to his first playoff appearance. Expectations are high for this team. Collected more offensive talent for their QB. Another season with a proven head coach. Good to note, however, this team did drop six of their last seven regular season games last year. The fun fact here, he also set a record for the most draft night jersey sales the day he was brought into the NFL. Who is this quarterback? Oh, that can only be Trevor Lawrence because well of the quarterback sales. But I, I think to me, you know, this is a guy that has really the Ridley signing and the Ridley trade. And, and what we learned today, you know, we talked about in the A block. Uh, you know, I just think Ridley will help this team tremendously. Now, I do believe ATN has to stay healthy because as much as I love receivers and having that spread offense to what they do in Jacksonville with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley – ATN makes it all go because people are worried about his ability to run with the football. People are worried about his backfield coming out of the backfield, making plays again. You know, these, these running backs are kind of like they get a bad name in the sense of their salaries, but they're so influential in terms of the spread attack for that 14 to one number in MVP. Obviously, we saw what a massive step he took removing himself from the Urban Meyer situation and having Doug Peterson as his head coach. When he came into the league, he was referred to as a potential generational talent to perform at the NFL level. Um, do you think that they could take that next step, um, given all the weapons that you just mentioned there on offense and that he could be a legitimate candidate with the Jags? They're an odds-on favorite to win the division. The schedule pans out nicely for them. Could he kind of pad some of those numbers? You know, I think he could. I do think they're going to have to continue to win with their offense. I don't know if they're strong enough on defense to carry the franchise, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Chiefs are not strong enough on defense to carry their franchise. Mahomes carries them. You know, when you watch the Chiefs play, Andy Reid has no problem at putting the ball in Mahomes' hands with four minutes to go in the game and getting first downs and not just saying, okay, we're going to run the football. I mean, he does a great job with that. So, uh, I, I think, to me, that Lawrence is going to have to play that style and be effective. Blind resume numero trace. This player has steadily increased his production each year. More passing yards, touchdowns, better QBR, etc. He's coming off his most impressive season to date with a league-best 105.5 passer rating. His star-wide receiver has called him the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, <laughs> whether you believe it or not. And fun fact, when he left home for college, his entire family moved with him. Who is this quarterback? Well, it's Mr. Tua, and we're not allowed to say a bad thing about <laughs> Tua. We know that, you know. But uh, I would not play Tua for the MVP. Now, I've, So drop well, it. I forgot Tua, the purpose of the segment. Consider it, book it, or drop it. We're dropping it. I would drop it. Uh, you know, I would consider Lawrence, just to double-check on that. I would book Mahomes. I would consider Lawrence. I would drop Tua. Now, I will say this about Tua. If you really feel strongly he's going to stay healthy, he will garner. And he has a unique ability that people don't look at any of the bad. They only see the good in Tua. It's an amazing political campaign that he holds. I just would would have a strong doubts about his ability to stay healthy over, over the 17-game season behind an offensive line that really hasn't been addressed. Armstead's still mm -hmm. the left tackle. Our Austin Jackson's still the right guard. You know, they're still going to want to throw it all over the lot. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They've got great skill players. But are they going to be able to protect well enough? And will the head coach protect his quarterback? I also would drop it for a lot of those reasons. And I just don't trust as much as I want to and, like, was so excited to see the progression that he had last season. The connection he had with Tyreek Hill was super exciting to watch. The weapons that they have around him. I just don't have a belief that he's going to be able to get you 15 plus games in an NFL season at this point. And it's one of those things where you got to prove to me that you can and that you can continue to produce at a high level. So that's a drop it for me. I've got one more for you. Okay. Last year, this player two, threw for 2,242 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 picks, but he rushed for 1,143 and eight scores. 
Many believe he could be taking a big step this year with some new weapons, his team playing in a favorable division, and a schedule that ranks sixth easiest on paper. Before you answer, fun fact. I knew you knew who this player was instantly, and Femi Abebefe is the president of his fan club. And he's out on vacation <laughs> now. And there's, you know, I would not I would not consider this at all. Drop it. Because it's drop it. Yes, I would drop it. Because for all the hyperbole that's going on, at some point you got to throw the football to be the MVP. And I don't know if he's going to be able to throw the football well enough. And the more he throws the ball, the more he tries to throw the ball, even though he's been a turnover machine so far in his career with the interceptions, the sacks, the fumbles, it's going to increase. I, Justin Fields. Justin, yeah, yeah, I forgot. We, we probably should actually mention who the quarterback's name is. Uh, his odds relatively low considering what I know we expect for him because of the division that he plays in. I feel like the the Bears and he have just gotten a lot of benefit of the doubt. I don't see them going over their win total. I don't see him being in legitimate consideration for MVP. It's shocking to me that he's talked the way that he is in the mainstream media at this point going into year three of his NFL career. But neither here nor see, there. Some Mike. guys just have that ability, Stormy. Some guys just have this ability well, that no matter – Weird to me, it's Michael. It's amazing. Go ahead. It's weird to me because you have players that probably deserve more respect and aren't talked about, and then you have guys that haven't proven you anything, but because there's the upside potential so much, they're just given the benefit of the doubt, and I don't get it. It's it, There's double standards. I mean, Desmond Ritter's going to be great. Jordan Love's not, you know? It's like it's just you just don't understand how they pick and choose who they decide to get behind with really no evidence. Well, we're getting behind a reliable commodity next with our wide receiver and lead NFL analyst, Mike Pritchard. When we come back, we'll get to some NFL news and wide receiver talk in 2023. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Plus, you can check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up now for just $19 at vsin.com. Tom, alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Tony. Welcome into the show now, our VEASAN NFL analyst. Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, was in the league for nearly a decade, also won a college football national championship with CU Boulder back in the day. Pritch, how are you on this lovely Monday? I am great, Stormy. Michael, great to be with you here. Yes, hope you had a good 4th of July weekend, getting the festivities yeah. and barbecue stuff started ahead of Tuesday. We're here, though, to bug you about some wide receiver talk, though. And I think until we actually have a landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins, he's always going to be top of mind at this point. And for a guy in the stage of his career that he's at now, I wonder what your opinion is on what he should be valuing most. Is it money? Is it winning? Is it a place where he can get a lot of run? What do you think? Well, I mean, Stormy, it's a great question because I think what he should value most is certainly in the ultimate team sport uh, would be chasing a championship. I think once you obtain a certain level or once your career is at a certain point, uh, there's something missing, right? You got the money, you got the stats, uh, but you don't have the championship. You certainly haven't been a part of any type of championship. So uh, I think for DeAndre Hopkins, if his focus was on a championship, uh, it's it's clear cut where he should go. Uh, you know, if if the team could make it work, and that would be the contenders, right? Uh, so say you're DeAndre Hopkins, though, uh, and you are a bit selfish, like uh, wide receivers typically are. <laughs> uh, you can get a Hall of Fame and a championship by going to a contender. Even I mean, not necessarily you're going to light up the stat sheet, but are you going to be a contributor? Is your production going to be at a certain level to help a contender? Uh, get over that last hurdle and win a championship? And I think the answer is yes, especially with DeAndre Hopkins, his reliability, catching a football. Uh, he's not a dynamic playmaker, uh, but he is reliable in terms of catching a football, moving the chains, uh, and certainly would be a weapon in, in the red zone as well. So I think he can accomplish a lot 
uh, by simply uh, landing with a contender uh, in this upcoming season. Hey, Mike, Jamal Agnew came out and was praising the Calvin Ridley addition to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, having played the position in the league, you know, we know Ridley played five games two years ago. Then he missed the entire 2022 season. How long before you think he gets his rhythm and his timing and his feeling back as we enter the 23 season will be for him? You know, it really jumps back at you, uh, Michael. I think um, I, I think back when I lacerated my kidney and I was out the remaining of the year, even though at the time I lacerated it, I was leading, I was tied with Tim Brown uh, in AFC in terms of catches. Uh, and then that following year, uh, you're chomping at the bit to get out there. And so uh, when I got back out there, and I, now albeit I was in the same offense, right? Uh, I think for Calvin Ridley, it, it's, as soon as he can get comfortable with this offense, as soon as he can get comfortable with his quarterback and his teammates, uh, he should be okay. I mean, he's a fluid player. Uh, he knows how to run routes. He knows how to get open, right? Uh, it's just fitting in with that offensive scheme right now. When it comes to, and maybe it is Calvin Ridley, and maybe he has a, a breakout season again this year, but when it comes to players that you have the highest expectations for at the position going into 2023, who who would maybe your top three wide receivers be that you're on the lookout for this year? Um, You know what, Stormy? I, I think... Uh, you know, after year one, and last year's receiving class was incredible, I think, uh, certainly the beginnings of it. Uh, you can go into this year looking at that year one leap uh, to year two uh, because you're no longer distracted by the draft, right? You're no longer distracted by the combine and all that. You have a full off offseason uh, to really focus in on the scheme, the players, what you need to do as a player to get better. Uh, so uh, you think about players last year that had a decent year one, uh, I think in a year two, uh, they could take a leap, leap forward. And that's like the George Pickens of the world, right, from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Albeit, Matt Canada has to open up the offense. I think he will with Allen Robinson and certainly Johnson. Uh, but George Pickens, to me, uh, he averaged over 15 yards of reception. Uh, that guy can take a leap forward uh, coming up uh, later on this year. Uh, you know, Alave, too, because Derek Carr likes to stretch the ball down the field. I think he could be a play, big playmaker. Uh, and then my... My other guy, I'm looking at Christian Watson. Now, it's predicated, too, on Jordan Love and what they want to do with that offense. Do they want to be a precision passing game, or do they want to stretch the field? I think Christian Watson uh, is one of those big playmakers, too, who came on late uh, once he settled in and once he got over those injuries. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson – I mean, Romeo Dobbs had 67 targets last year for a pure rookie. He had 42 catches. You know, we saw Watson, once he kind of learned what to do, he kind of came around. So, I mean, where do you think those two can go as Jordan Love develops? Because, look, between the two of them, they scored 10 touchdowns last year. We kind of – I think we've forgotten that. Yeah, Watson was on a tear for a while. I think um, Rodgers was trying to get him the record or something, too, feeding him the ball <laughs> in the red zone. But he – he ran the wrong route or he dropped it. I can't remember correctly, but no, I, he stretches the field, right, Michael? And uh, I, I think, you know, when you have a receiver that can do that, okay, what else can you do? You know, where else do you want to take your game? Uh, like Jerry Rice was fantastic run after the catch. Uh, it didn't matter with three-step drop, five-step drop. Okay, we're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, make sure that you can have some room to run and, and run after the catch and that ability to, to extend the play and, and certainly make a big play that way. And, I think if Christian Watson can learn to do that uh, in traffic, catch the ball, pluck it out the air, uh, and then be an athlete after the catch, that's going to add to his to his um, profile, mm -hmm. right? And, and so I, I think Dobbs is one of those type of players that needs to do that too. I'm looking for George Pickens, uh, another player, to do something like that. But uh, to your point specifically with Green Bay, uh, that offense certainly allows the receivers to catch the ball in space uh, and then do something with it after the catch. For Christian Watson, his receiving yards prop set at 750 and a half yards. His touchdown prop set at four and a half. And because you mentioned Jerry Rice, what a great segue for my next question for you. Because uh, Mike Evans, he already owns the record to begin an NFL career with nine 1,000 yard receiving seasons. But he said he's definitely going to go for Jerry Rice's record of 11 straight thousand yard seasons. Um, do you think that over these next two years, he can rack up back to back thousand yard seasons and match that record set by the great Jerry Rice? Well, they have an extra game Stormy. They have 17 games now. So, <laughs> I mean, he should, you know, uh, 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the breakdown is in terms of what you have to average per game, but certainly uh, he's capable of doing that. You look at the quarterbacks, so are, are they going to be able to give him the rock or give him opportunities? And, and I think Evans will have those opportunities. He's quintessential 50-50 guy, too, with his size and catch radius. Uh, so just throw the ball up in, in, in his vicinity, uh, and he should be able to make a play on it. So, yeah, I mean, why not go for that? I, I think that's something I always speak about or talk about in terms of what else can you achieve? What, what, what are you chasing? Uh, and so if you have that rabbit out in front of you and you want to chase that, if you're Mike Evans, uh, more power to you. Mike, what's your thoughts on Tampa? I know we're talking about Mike Evans. I mean, are you fading them or are you going, are you buying low on them? I don't want to buy low on them yet because of that division. Uh, I, I think it's up for grabs. I'm high on Atlanta, as you know, and you're biased. Um, I, I think, <laughs> you know, Derek Carr in, in, in the Saints, I, I don't know what it is about the Saints. They, I can't quit the Saints, uh, even though I've lost money on them and it hurt my, my bankroll. But uh, no, I, you know, Tampa, I, I, I'm not that high on them. I, it's a wait and see approach uh, with Coach Bowles and the changes on offense and, and everything, not only quarterback, but coordinator and everything like that. Culture too. Tom Brady no longer uh, setting the standard uh, out there in Tampa. So it's anybody's guess, Michael and Stormy, where that organization or where that culture is going to go, right? I mean, that was a strong message with Tom Brady uh, leading the way. Uh, and everybody was focused yeah. in on what Tom Brady right. had to say. But now you just don't know where it's going to go. Well, that's the thing. Like uh, Plus 4,700 yards, Stormy. Uh, how yeah. do you replace yeah. Brady's numbers? I well, mean, think about yeah. that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Tom was able to overcome, I feel like, so many shortcomings in other areas that when you take that step down from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, it's a significant jump. Yeah, it really is. It's like when you lose that Hall of Fame quarterback. And, you know, those guys are so hard to replace. And just ask franchise after franchise that's tried to replace those legendary players. Pritch, we really appreciate your time as always. Thanks for doing Thanks, this, and I'll Mike. see you soon. Thanks, Mike. Have a great fourth. Don't Joey Chestnut. Don't eat too many hot dogs. Or do. Don't Joey no, no. Or do. I do. <laughs> no, I'm not going to eat too many hot dogs. Not at all. all you right. won't see me next week if I do that. All right. All right. Yeah, we need you here. I appreciate it. Great stuff, as always, from our guy, Mike Pritchard, our lead NFL analyst. He's got some great content as well from the player's perspective in our NFL betting guide that came out this past Thursday. If you haven't gotten it yet, Make sure you do. But, man, see, I would pay money, though, to see our VSIN talent doing their own hot dog eating contest. Michael, this is the content we need. Yeah, I know. I think our man Hoops messed that up there. He got, you know, I don't think I handled it well. So, hey, one down, you know, you can't come back again. Yeah, we're not like the NFL. We don't have emergency medical personnel on deck for <laughs> exactly. us at any given moment. So, we got to take a quick break, wrapping things up on the Lombardi line when we return. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use toward dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Monday. This is the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi's out on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonantoni at our VEASAN studio at Circa Resort and Casino. Michael, I saw something funny on Twitter just now. So real quickly, have you seen Happy Gilmore? I hope you have, right? Yes, I have. Sure. Okay. So after Ricky Fowler won the Rocket Mortgage Classic yesterday, there's this moment. He sinks the 12-foot putt at the end of the playoff. He has his hands folded and he just looks up at the sky. And a lot of people are like, hey, what what was Ricky thinking about in that moment? Well, a Shooter McGavin parody account on Twitter posted, people are wondering what Ricky Fowler was looking at after he won. And they have a clip of him looking up. And it is from Happy Gilmore. Chubbs, the alligator that bit off Chubbs' hand and Abe Lincoln, like in the sky, waving at him. So... That's um, <laughs> too good, too good to ignore. I, I thought I thought you were going to tell me Bob Barker was going to come out and say hello <laughs> to him. You know, the Price is Wrong, Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. I love Happy Gilmore. What a great movie! But yes, in case you missed it, Ricky Fowler ended the four-year drought yesterday. He takes home the title at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in a playoff against Colin Morikawa and Adam Hadwin. We're going to wrap things up though, talking a little NFL, Michael. And I was looking mm-hmm. on DraftKings Sportsbook. And going through the teams to make or miss the playoffs. And there are a lot of teams that have odds that are pretty close, kind of on the fence type of odds. So I'm going to hit you with some of them. And you tell me, will they, won't they be a playoff team in 2023? Because we just left off talking a little NFC South. Why not start with the Atlanta Falcons here who are a plus 130? Yes, to make the playoffs minus 150 on the no. Will they or won't they be a playoff team? You know, I I really like what Arthur Smith has done offensively last year with Marcus Mariota and his six-back and the way they were able to run the football. They couldn't play any defense whatsoever, and he made the change. Dean's piece went into his retirement again, and they've changed. They added some pieces defensively. I just don't know if they're going to be good enough to throw the football. Uh, and Desmond Ritters, there's a lot of questions about him. I mean, they went from being all in on Deshaun Watson to not even being interested in mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. So that's how much confidence they have in Desmond Ritter. I don't know if you can do that after four games. So I'm saying no to the Atlanta Falcons. I like how the the inflection in your voice and you're saying you're going to do that. Uh, I don't know. You have that confidence in him. I, no, I'm with you there. And with it, when it comes to this division as well, you have to imagine that it's going to be a one-trick pony type of a division that only one team, maybe two, is going to go ahead and make the playoffs this year. But 
it's largely what we would think is the division winner is going to get out. The NFC, I guess, is a little bit um, different. But I look at the Saints here, and I'm seeing their odds. They're a minus 180 favorite, yes, to make the playoffs yeah. because they're the favorite to win the division. But if we both think that the Panthers could win the division, and I was looking at our NFL betting guide across the board in every single VEASAN host and analyst that we had, uh, people either picked the Saints to win the division or they didn't make the wild card, the playoffs at all. So I feel like right. you should either bet the Saints to win the division or, like me, bet the no at plus 155 because the mi- minus 180 yes to make the playoffs doesn't make sense to me unless they're winning the division. Yeah. You know, the thing is, Stormy, I don't understand Derek Carr's insistence on going back to talk about the Raiders and yeah. you know he hasn't let it go like like Derek I, I I don't think you know you're an objective Derek didn't play good last year I mean say whatever you want to say say it's Josh McDaniels fault okay go ahead say that but what I think Derek really has misconstrued is the fact that he was beloved in that building when before Gruden got there and when Josh came in there was a lot of feeling that they needed to move on from him then and I don't know why he keeps hashing back to that like he got blindsided. I, I, I think to me, move forward. Like, prove yourself on the field. You don't need to keep talking about it. And that's one of the things that worries me about the Saints. He's in such a, a mindset to want to prove somebody wrong. Like, that, you know how that happens. You tighten up. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we talk about that in hockey a lot. As you know, I, I've covered that sport a lot in my background. And when you're in certain instances like that, you start holding the stick a little bit tighter. You start not being like yourself. And that's certainly a uh, potential for that with, with Derek Carr's situation. I've been a fan of his. I've always rooted for him. I used to work for the Mountain West Conference, loved him at Fresno State. That duo with he and Devontae Adams back in the day in college was so fun. So I always wanted him to have success here in the NFL. And ever since he had that leg break during his what looked like it could have been an MVP type of a season. Things have just never really come together for him the same. And somebody even asked me recently when some of these comments came out in the Fresno B of him, to your point, going back and talking about the way things ended with the Raiders and him getting benched and he knew it was over when the team made his wife cry, whatever it was, and asked me what I thought about his comments. And I was like, sounds kind of whiny to me. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not one of those people that thinks that way about Derek Carr. I feel like he's held himself in a different capacity uh, throughout his career. And so hearing him talk and act that way just seemed a little bit whiny and unnecessary to me. Yeah, I, I to me, it's like move forward. Look, they, you know, they made a decision, and, and I can go through pretty much almost every single game and show you plays that, you know, had a chance. I mean, the one that drives me the, the craziest is Christmas Day or Christmas Eve when, you know, he's third and five at Pittsburgh, and all they need is one first down. They're going to win that game, and, you know, he throws the ball 25 yards out of bounds, and he's got Darren Waller wide open over the middle of the field. So, Look, you know, we all need to improve. I think there's no question Josh McDaniels needs to improve as a as a head coach and my son needs to become better at what he does, but show some accountability. I mean, I don't understand why you have to bring your wife into the crying aspect of it. It is a little whiny, Stormy. That's correct. Well, and that's why I felt like it was out of character for him. I didn't expect that from a guy like him, but neither here nor there. That's that's where we're at, it seems. Another team um, with kind of shorter odds here to make the playoffs, the Seattle Seahawks, minus 120 on yeah. the yes, even money, no. I, I would. I, I think Seattle's going to be good. I would be surprised if Seattle's not good. I, 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 and if you're betting against Seattle, you're saying that what you saw with Geno Smith last year was a complete, complete aberration, that he just can't do that again. And, and I don't think... That was. I think he was really accurate. He had a great sense of timing. He, his arm was – he was very reminiscent of what he was at West Virginia. You know, when you watched him play at West Virginia, he was a really good player. The concerns you had about Gino was, was he mature enough? Was he going to be able to handle the pressure? I mean, all the skill set that he had when he was with the Jets was legitimately NFL quarterback skills. But the intangibles weren't there yet. And I think through the struggles, through being a backup, through maturing, he's become a different human being. And that's why he's been able to play well. And give him credit. He deserves all the praise he can get. And gained a lot of confidence, you would think, on the way. The win total for the Seattle Seahawks in 2023 sitting at 8.5. They're the second shortest shot 
in the NFC West behind the odds-on favorite San Francisco 49ers, but certainly seems if they don't win the division that they could be a wild-card team in the NFC. One more here as we close things out today. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Our guy Pritch was talking about George Pickens. Could Kenny Pickett and Pickens be a tandem that gets them to the playoffs? Plus 130, yes. Minus 150, no. Well, I like his idea about Pickens. I really do. I mean, Pickens could take the world. I mean, remember, this is a five-star kid coming out of Georgia. You know, they got him in a round, you know, because of injuries. That's the only reason he was still available. I like Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. I would not bet against them. I, I really wouldn't. I think they're just one of those teams that finds a way to get it done. Are they the most talented team? I don't think so. They're really not. There's no reason for them to win more games than Cleveland, but somehow mental toughness matters, and they have it. They're like an unsuspecting team, I feel like, at this point. They're, they're a team that you, you look at on paper, and you're like, yeah, you're, you're going to be okay. It's fine. But then if you underestimate them, that's going to spell trouble for you on a yep. week-in, week-out oh, no, basis. Like everybody does. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, well, this is a fun day. I appreciate you indulging me with all of the hot dog talk today. Looking forward to well, the we're going to talk about tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow's the main hot dog. Well, well what time? What time? Uh, hopefully, they don't make them eat hot dogs at ten in the morning tomorrow. Do they, well, Stormy? So it's it's. I think. Oh, really? Good. Oh, Dan's, we'll have the answer by the show. Yeah. Okay. So Dan Great. thinks it's around noon Eastern. So it'll be right Perfect. as we come on the air tomorrow. So Perfect. we'll maybe, oh, please let me do my own play-by-play. Don't, oh, oh, I would oh love my that. gosh. Yeah, we're going to have you do that. This that, is going to be Put tremendous. that in the rundown, Steph. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome stuff, Michael. Appreciate you. Thanks, Enjoy Stormy. the day, and I'll talk to you later. Talk to you tomorrow. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.